Hello and welcome to another episode of Dirty Dishes and today I'm going to talk about holding a grudge. Um, I will say in my life um, I had no problem holding a grudge against somebody. I had no problem um, cutting people out of my life when I felt like they did something wrong and I think sometimes we don't look at our own behavior in situations or maybe why we want to hold these grudges or why we feel the way that they do and I think as I've gotten older and we mature and we have more knowledge or wisdom behind us that we start to think differently and we start to step back at times and look at our own behavior and say, why was I feeling that way in that moment? What triggered this? Um, was I dealing with something in the background? Was I feeling jealous? Was I feeling um unloved? Was I feeling like nobody wanted to be with me? Was I feeling like I was just an outsider? And these are all things that I have felt. And I think sometimes, yes, we have boundaries and sometimes friendships end. And sometimes we don't always do it for the right reason. And it does happen in life where you can have a petty fight with somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member, a partner, um, an ex, you know, and sometimes these conversations or these situations can come back to haunt us and we can feel like, why was I saying or doing that in that moment? And I realized that over the weekend, um, when I was out with some friends, there was another friend there and her and I hadn't talked in probably four or five years. And, um, actually it made me step back and look at my own behavior And it made me realize, you know, what was I feeling in that moment that caused me to walk away from the friendship, that caused me to just stop talking to that person, um, that caused me to just take the scissors and cut them out of my life. So it's it's a situation sometimes with holding a grudge that I think, um, in some situations, jealousy plays into it. And if we're really honest with ourselves, if we feel like maybe a friend or family member is hanging out with our person, quote unquote, or our best friend or somebody that we've been with friends with for a long time, um, even in a situation where you might be married or in a long-term commitment with your partner, um, sometimes we can feel like somebody's trying to replace us. And we can feel like the other person is competition, like we have to do better, like we have to change ourselves, or we have to maybe attack that person, or we feel like, you know, um, that's my friend, that's my partner, that's my family member, why are you trying to hone in on this space? And I completely understand that. And I think sometimes as women, you know, we view other women as competition. And we think to ourselves, well, um, she has more money than me, or she dresses better, or she's more fun, or she's more modern, or she is just better all the way around. And I think sometimes we lose sight of ourselves. And I think it's normal in life to feel jealousy towards people. I don't, um, people want to say that jealousy is a green-eyed monster or an ugly green machine, but you know, I really don't feel that way. I think jealousy sometimes helps us evaluate where we're at. 
Um, I think I can only speak from a woman's perspective, but I definitely think there are times um, that when we get jealous, it causes us to examine why we're jealous, whether somebody has a really beautiful home, whether somebody drives a really fancy car, whether somebody seems to have their whole life together, um, whether somebody seems to be more educated than us, if somebody, you know, has a fancier wardrobe than what we have, or maybe we feel like their marriage or relationship is just all the way around better than ours. And so sometimes I think that we can feel this way in life and I don't think it's a situation where it ever truly goes away. I think as we mature, we have a better understanding of ourselves. I know me being in my forties, I have a better understanding of who I am and I don't really have the jealousy come up as much because you're more centered and you're happier in who you are at this point in your life, at least for myself. And I think there's a lot of times that we can be jealous in situations of, you know, maybe somebody's ex-girlfriend, boyfriend, what have you, um, because we feel like maybe they were prettier, maybe they were smarter or whatever situation um, you're dealing with. But I think it also has to do with us feeling a weakness, feeling like we're not enough. And I think that's sometimes where grudges come from, is that grudges and jealousy and some other emotions that come up in these situations is that, you know, we don't feel like we're enough and we have to step back and say, why am I feeling this way? What do I need to evaluate within myself? But it could also be a situation too, where that person actually is being rude or you're having a true misunderstanding with them. But I don't think it's right to hold grudges in life. I have actually gone back and apologized to people for my behavior. Um, As I said, when my mother-in-law died, I went through a very hard time. I went through a very hard process and I had a hard time being vulnerable with people. I had a hard time dealing with all these emotions that I was feeling and everything that was happening. Is that an excuse to treat people like I didn't? No, it is not. But I also think grief does things to people emotionally. And when you feel like a person in your life was a support system, and they're no longer here on this earth to support you physically and emotionally, it's very hard. And I think we all need that support in our lives and we all need to feel like we are doing the right thing and that we're valued. So I think sometimes grudges come from a place of insecurity or just lack of understanding. And I know for sure that I am guilty with that. And, you know, there's the saying of going and burying the hatchet. And I think we do have to do that sometimes as we get older. We have to either be the bigger person or we have to step back and say, do I really want to carry on this hatred or this disdain for somebody or this, you know, feeling of awkwardness and have, you know, friend gatherings or family gatherings be awkward and feeling extra stress or nervousness because I don't feel relaxed in the situation. And sometimes that's what grudges do. You know, they, they add a layer of awkwardness, anxiousness to situations. And in going back to being around the person that I had stopped talking to, you know, I didn't feel that way. I felt like time had passed and that 
you know, I could move on from it. And I actually ended up apologizing to the person. And so I think it's important that we understand as human beings that sometimes grudges happen. Sometimes we get upset about things, but also we have to stop and evaluate our behavior as well. Like, why do we want to continue to hold the grudge? Why do we want to continue to feel inadequate or maybe hatred towards this person? It's just very, you know, difficult sometimes because human behavior is difficult. Feeling a certain way, you know, sometimes we don't understand the emotions behind it. We just know that we feel that way, you know, almost like we are in a toddler state of emotion. You know, we know that we want the cracker, but we don't know why we're crying about it. Right. So I think sometimes, you know, holding grudges and having those types of problems, um, with friendships, relationships, family, it can really make us pause and evaluate who we are as a person and where we want to be in life. And I feel as I've gotten older, I have a better understanding of who I am and maybe why I feel the way that I do. And I think understanding those emotions and having that clarity as we gain knowledge, as we go through trials and tribulations in life, only helps us move forward and have a better grasp of how we're feeling in certain moments. Are we feeling insecure? Are we feeling angry? Are we feeling like we're being left out? Do we feel unloved? Do we feel like we're not being accepted? And sometimes that comes out and we want to pinpoint the person that maybe we feel insecure with or maybe that we feel inadequate with or what have you. And we don't understand, you know, maybe in the moment why we're feeling this way. We just think the person is causing it. And maybe it's not so much the person causing it as something we're dealing with within ourselves and within our own life. Um, I know for me, like I said, you know, going through grief, moving to a new city, having all these things and having issues within my own marriage at the time too, and, and trying to juggle all these different emotions I was feeling and really at the time having no place to go with it, I didn't know what was going on. You know, I, I felt like, oh, well, I went through the five stages of grief. I should be over this. And so there were all these things that just kept accumulating in the background, you know, and trying to deal with being a step parent and being more of a full-time parent than a part-time parent and all these other things that went along with it. And again, I'm not trying to make excuses for my behavior. I'm simply trying to say that I think sometimes we have issues with people or situations because there is something going on within ourselves. And so when there is a situation where maybe we've cut somebody out of our life or we feel like they did us wrong or we feel like that person caused me to feel this way, it's usually some kind of insecurity within ourselves. It's feeling like we're not enough sometimes or feeling like we're being abandoned. And so if you're like myself who has some abandonment issues from things that have happened in their life, Yes, when you feel like a friend or a close family member or a co-worker is being more, um, having a better relationship or more of a friendship with somebody um, than what they were before, sometimes we can feel that way. And I think as women too, we're, we've kind of made the other person competition, you know, and that has to stop. 
you know, as I've gotten older, I don't really look at other women as competition. I look at it more as they have a different style than me. They maybe know how to dress better than I do, or they're more up on their makeup routine, or they're more um, aware of what's trending right now. And so I think sometimes, you know, you have to look at the picture as a whole. Why should I be upset about this? And like I said, as I've matured and moved through life and all these different stages, you know, I've learned to step back and say, why am I really upset? Why am I really angry? Now there's going to be situations and there's going to be things that happen that do require you to cut somebody out of your life, that do require you to take the scissors and go snip, snip and and move on. And that's totally fine too. Um, We have our boundaries. We have our issues. Um, Some friendships manage to go decades and decades. And then there's other times there's friendships that only last a couple of months or a couple of years and they end for whatever reason. But I think sometimes we can learn a lot from holding grudges and being able to examine ourselves and our own behavior and what's really going on in life. Like what is really going on behind that? You know, is this a true issue or is this a a me issue? And so I think a lot of times, you know, we don't want to do that. It's easier to sit there and blame the other person or point the other finger at the other person. And, and I think it's definitely a situation where sometimes we don't know what to do with our feelings and our emotions. And we just want that person out of our lives for whatever reason. And that's how we feel. And we want to say, you're causing me pain. You're causing me anger. You're causing me frustration. And in reality, we just haven't dealt with our issues. We just haven't dealt with something in the background possibly. And so as I've gotten older, holding grudges isn't cool anymore. Like it was okay maybe when we're in our 20s or in high school maybe and you know we're dealing with a lot of different things but I think as we grow older we mature and we understand more about life and we love ourselves we should be loving ourselves and sometimes I think we forget how to do that and we forget how to take the time to say I love myself I love who I am I love my life or I like my job or whatever. We we forget to like things or love ourselves and just be happy and be present in that moment. But as I've gotten older, I've realized that holding those grudges and doing that really isn't healthy for anyone. And, you know, there's family members that go 10, 15 years without speaking to each other. And maybe there's a true solid reason behind that. But sometimes I also think that we get so caught up that we don't know how to stop the years of silence. We don't know how to stop the destruction and deterioration of a relationship. So if you're going through a grudge, just know that sometimes we have to examine our own behavior. Hello and welcome to a late version of Dirty Dishes and I am feeling all kinds of things today. I'm feeling all kinds of ways. I probably could have done two different episodes today about two different 
topics that I feel like I am dealing with or going through right now. And it's just been a lot to handle lately, but I'm going to address my original topic, which is breaking through the chains or breaking through the cycle that we have in life. And what I mean by that is sometimes we get really caught up in what our family thinks of us. And I'm only going to talk about family related um, feelings right now because I think those are the deep feelings, the deep seated feelings that we have sometimes and we want their approval. Whether it's mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, we want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved by our families. And the reason this topic comes to light is that I had a friend of mine text me over the weekend feeling really down and out about her family, feeling really, really sad that they say things behind her back, that they talk about her. And she's been suspicious of this for years. And it's disheartening when it's labeled as true. And it sucks. And I have been there. Um, A lot of times I think we... We, people that are different within our families or who branch out or break the cycle or break the trauma um, cycle that our family has been in or generational trauma or whatever you want to say, if we start making our own way and we start um, doing what we feel is best for ourselves and, and see that the patterns are wrong or that we feel like what has happened to us prior isn't healthy. Um, That could be something as simple as not grounding your children to as, you know, difficult as having a parent that was abusive. Um, And so I think we struggle because we want that acceptance because we are told from the time we enter this world that our family is to love us unconditionally. And when we find out there's conditions and that we don't meet those conditions or those expectations or we're not following the quote-unquote rules, it can really suck and it can really hurt and it can bring us down and it can make us feel like we're unworthy. It can make us feel like we're not doing things right, but in reality we are. And so when we break those chains and we break free and we understand who we are as a person, it can be a very lonely feeling to know that our parents aren't supportive or our siblings aren't supportive of who we are, what we stand for, and what we've achieved in life. And that's a difficult place to be in because you care about them, you love them, and you accept them for what they do. Um, And... I think we feel hostility then and we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're thinking, where did I go wrong? What did I do incorrectly? Um, How did I get to this place? Why do they feel like it's important to talk about me? Why do they feel like I'm not good enough? Why you're just asking yourself a series of questions. You're basically asking yourself a lot of whys and it sucks. And um, I've been there within my own family. Um, I'm the first one in my immediate family to get divorced out of my mom, my brother, and mom and dad and all that stuff. Um, I'm the first sibling to be divorced. My brother's not divorced. Um, he's happily married, been married for almost two decades. He's fine. Um, I was with my ex-husband for 13 years and it just didn't work. Um, So I walked away from a situation, as I have said on here, that was abusive, that wasn't for me, but my parents 
understood, but at the same time, I did feel some judgment about being divorced, about the fact that, you know, I couldn't make my marriage work the first time around. Um, also, I wasn't really supported when I moved out and lived with my now ex-husband before we were married. Um, that was a no-no. Weren't supposed to do that. You know, that was against um, everything our religion and church preached. Um, so there's been a long string of things for myself where um, I have felt less than or felt like I was not um, following their rules or their guidelines within my own family. So it kind of sucks. It kind of um, feels like you're um, just not, I don't know, like you suck, like you're just not worth it. And like they don't want to see people that branch outside of what they consider the norm. So if your family is one where there's been of a lot of abuse or abusive relationships and they don't understand why you're in a healthier relationship or why you're with the person that you're with, that can happen too. Um, I also think a lot of times um, there are situations where maybe you grew up in a family that was a little let's say trashy for example maybe they were what was considered white trash and you didn't want to live that way and you didn't want to be that way and so you've made a nice home for yourself for you your spouse maybe your children or you just made a nice life for yourself and they don't understand that and they don't get it and they think for whatever reason um you're crazy or that you're not um, doing the right thing, that they don't understand who you are and what you're about because you're not living this um, lifestyle that they lived previously and that's what they know, right? That's what they understand. So when we're breaking out of these generational traumas, whether it's how we talk to people, whether it's how we live our life, whether we transfer to another religion, um, we move to another state, we just move on in a different direction. It's very difficult to see or hear that people are talking about us or they don't agree with our life. And that's very disheartening. And it feels very, very um, wounding. It feels very, very much like a knife cutting very deep within our soul because we are supposed to love our families unconditionally. And trust me, there's, you know, times that we don't feel that way all the time. But to know that you're talked about on a regular basis or that people don't support the way you live your life and you just made some generational changes, but that's the hard part about being the odd man out or the odd girl out or the odd non-binary person out, whatever you want to say. So that's the hard part about it. When we strike out on our own and we make decisions that maybe our parents wouldn't have made or our grandparents wouldn't have made or, you know, whoever wouldn't have made them, it really, really sucks that we are the ones that bear the burden and maybe are talked about or we're not treated as kindly. And we as human beings want to feel loved and accepted. That is one of our basic human needs. That is one of our basic human emotions um, that we feel or want to feel that belonging that that person cares about us. So when we have it confirmed that our family doesn't really understand who we are, what we're about, or why we chose the lifestyle that we did, 
um, oftentimes there's a lot of source of hurt and there's a lot of feelings of loneliness and there's feelings of just being uncomfortable maybe after finding this out or not really wanting to be around your family um, and, and feeling some isolation. But at the same time, you know, I want to encourage those people who drew outside the lines or colored outside the lines or decided that the life that their parents had didn't match up to theirs and they struck out on their own or they decided not to go into the family business or they decided that they were going to travel the world and see what life was all about, much to their chagrin of their family, um, I give you kudos and I give you props because at the end of the day, we don't get a do-over, right? We don't get to say, okay, um, I would like to start again, please. Can I, can I have a mulligan? Can I have a redo? Can we rewind this? Can we, you know, go back to 2020 um, I'd like to have a redo. You know, we can't do that. So your life is your own. And it's a very powerful thing to have your own mind and to be able to transform your dreams into reality. And it's important to understand that if you are breaking a cycle that your family has always had, that it's very important that you understand, even though you may feel like the odd person, or you may feel like you're striking out with your family, that you are breaking those chains. You are breaking the chains of years and years of saying, do it this way, do it my way, this is the only way. And I've seen people where they will literally buy the house from the same realtor that their parents bought the house from. And they'll buy the car from the same place that um, their parents bought their cars from. Like there's, you know, simple things like that. And some people aren't happy about it, you know? I've, I've heard that like their father worked at a dealership and they're like, why didn't you buy from me? And they're like, no, I found this car over here that was a better price and a better deal. And, you know, I don't need my family knowing my finances. So I, I think it's important that we understand that it's okay to break out on our own. It's okay to say, hey, um, I don't want to do it this way. I don't feel like it's okay to do it this way. I want to go to this college or I want to, you know, explore these other options. Um, I will use myself as an example. Um, I was studying to be a nurse at one point and my parents were like, oh, go, you know, this was my dream too. Um, but once I got into nursing, I just wasn't as into it as I wanted to be. It was just not something that was right for me. Um, I didn't feel comfortable. My confidence was shaken. It just wasn't right for me. And I remember possibly having my tuition paid for by the hospital I was working at. And my parents were like, do it, do it, do it. And I said, no, I don't want to be strongholded into a situation or strong armed, I should say, into a situation where I have to work for this hospital for the next, you know, two to five years to pay them back if I'm not happy doing this career. And it took me a little bit to find my career and to find my way. But I think that's true with any kid. I think that's true with anybody starting out after graduation from high school and going to college or, or going into the career field. Um, we're trying to find our way. 
So that's one example. I, I didn't want them to strong arm me into a situation where I wasn't comfortable or I didn't feel right in that situation. So I really think that, you know, it was the best decision for me to walk away and go, no, I'm not doing that mom and dad. This isn't what I want to do. There was disappointment on their end for sure. There was disappointment when I didn't continue with nursing school and decided to go a different direction. So I think it's tough when we disappoint our parents. I think it's tough when we don't know what to do, um, when we feel like we're letting people down, but at the same time, we built this really beautiful life and we feel like we're in this catch 22. Like, I love the life I built. I love the career I have, but these other people in my life who are supposed to love and accept me don't like it. But we had to remember we're breaking those chains. We're breaking the generational cycle. We're moving forward and we can't hold ourselves back because somebody doesn't like it. Because mom and dad or a sibling or a grandparent doesn't approve of it. Because at the end of the day, our life is for us. Our life is built on our choices. So if we constantly build our life around other people's choices or old school traditions or things that were harmful in our childhood to us, we are continuing that cycle. Our job as parents, as human beings, is to try to do the best we possibly can. And if we know that we're not doing the best that we possibly can, and we know that this cycle needs to end and we're strong enough and powerful enough to do that. And if that makes you a black sheep or myself, like I said, a black sheep, I'm telling you right now, do what works best for you in this life. We get one shot, break those chains, tell yourself how important it is that you don't just live in survival mode, that you live a fulfilling, meaningful life Whether you're a millionaire or have zero dollars in the bank, it does not matter. Live your life for you. Love yourself and tell yourself in those moments when you find out about family and people disproving of your choices in life, tell yourself those choices were mine. They were my choices at the time. I own them. Nobody else has the right to them. That's the thing. That's the powerful thing. You own the rights to your own life. Nobody owns the rights to your story. Nobody lived everything that you lived through. I really want people to understand that. And I want people to be brave when they go out and and go find their life. They build chapters of their lives. Some they're proud of, some they're not so proud of. So if you're feeling like the odd person out, if you're feeling like your parents don't accept you, if you're feeling like you're unloved, remember, nobody owns the right to your stories but you. And you are a brave person for breaking those generational chains.